0: Have you ever missed something because you were distracted? I was driving on the highway uh, with my family and uh, we were just going to uh, a walk. We were going to a place I knew I drive to all the time. And uh, as we were going, I just started like ruminating and thinking about like things I was worried about the week, some things I was worried about from the the prior week. I just started getting super distracted. Uh, Life, friends, home, all kinds of stuff. All of a sudden my kids and my wife were like, dad, you missed the exit. And I was like, I didn't even know where I was. I'd been zoned out for like probably 10 minutes just thinking and just going with the flow of traffic. Took about 20 minutes to get back where we wanted to go. I missed the turn because I was just distracted. Many of us are so distracted. We have distracted lives, divided lives. How do we deal with a divided and distracted life? I want to talk with you about three key things that will help transform a divided life and a divided heart into a whole heart. I want to talk with you guys about a story about two women, Mary and Martha, the Good Samaritan, and the Great Commandment. Now, just for a little context, if you remember last week we talked about how um, you know we live in a world that likes to draw lines. Often we have lines that we draw between people. we We have lines that we draw through our own life. And we even draw lines through our own hearts. Today, we're going to be really dealing with the lines that are drawn through the heart, having a divided heart. So let's look at the story about Mary and Martha and Jesus. Luke chapter 10. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself, like to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Isn't it funny that she tries to instruct Jesus on what to do rather than receive instruction from him or go just talk directly to to Mary for that matter? Why is this? Well, it's because there's some distractions going on, and I think she's real sure of herself. She has a certain amount of certainty that she knows what, what really should be happening, what really should be going on, and she's trying to control the situation. And if you notice it, she's almost blind to it. She's trying to control Jesus, her guest, the, the Son of God, the light of God in her home, and she thinks she knows it all. She's so busy serving Jesus that she's not listening to Jesus. In fact, she's giving him instructions. Verse 41, the Lord answered, Martha, Martha. He doesn't yell at her, he doesn't ignore her, he just says, Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part and it won't be taken from her. I'd like to focus on these last two verses and then unpack some key layers of context for this passage. Distracted is divided. Distracted is divided. Verse 41, the Lord answered, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Being worried and distracted by many things is having a divided heart or it's signs of having a divided heart. Jesus talks about the divided heart in many ways. In one section and of Matthew chapter six, Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll, you'll hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. It's so easy to let our distractions really lead us into having a divided heart, divided allegiances to finding our, our significance and all these other things outside of God. Let me ask you this, with Mary's situation, there were so many things distracting her. What are the many things you are distracted and worried about these days security money your job your family world crises i mean there's a lot of stuff going on the midterm elections politics what things are you so busy doing thinking complaining and maybe even resenting so much so that you don't have time to listen to Jesus? Where are you instructing God and what he needs to do to tell others to do right? Where are maybe you, you struggling with trying to control everything? And also, why do you think you're so worried and distracted? Jesus comes to us who are weary and worn, distracted and divided of heart, and he reminds us, just like Martha, one thing is necessary, to sit at the feet of Jesus to listen to the voice of Jesus above all the other noise and all the other voices to focus on him. You see, Martha's desire to work for Jesus distracted her from focusing on Jesus, to hear what she needed to hear. It was only when she came close to Jesus that she heard from him, maybe even a a challenge to her thinking and her actions. Now, if you really look at Martha's interaction with Jesus, and you contrast it with the passage right before this story, there's the story of the Good Samaritan. I think Martha, she believes she's acting like the Good Samaritan. This is how she's thinking. She's loving her neighbor by taking care of Jesus, taking care of his needs and his disciples' needs, just like the Good Samaritan who took care of the wounded man on the side of the road. She's doing what he taught. But before you can love like the Good Samaritan, we have to love God by listening to Jesus. If we rush in with certitude, like I know exactly what needs to happen here. If we rush in with control and think that we know how to fix, solve, serve, love, before we listen and especially listen to Jesus, we become like Martha. We become so distracted and certain that we are loving that we might miss the moment. We might start uh, correcting, resenting, controlling. In this story, Martha is correcting and resenting and controlling Jesus, Mary, and other people in the home. You ever been in a home like that, where out of love, everyone is controlled, and (laughs) there's one person who's dictating everything? I mean, you know what that feels like. Sometimes our lives can be like that because we're so distracted. Our certitudes, our distractions, our anger blinds and deafens us from listening to Jesus and learning from him how to love in the situations that arise in our lives, how to love different people in different places. Now, Martha thinks she's being the good Samaritan, when in reality, she's being a lot more like the priest and Levite without knowing it, because she's so certain, just like they were, that they had it figured out, and they knew the path that they were on, and they, 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 they were so busy, they didn't have time for these other things. Now, Jesus gently, with love and truth, helps Martha see what Mary is doing is the right thing, sitting in a posture of listening to him. Martha was interpreting the situation the wrong way and needed Jesus' voice to help uh, reframe her world. An undivided heart begins with an undivided attention to Jesus. In verse 42, one thing is necessary, Jesus said. What is that? And Mary has chosen the better part and it won't be taken from her. Again, what was it that she was doing? Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message, is what it says. In verse 40, by contrast, Martha was preoccupied, getting everything ready for their meal. Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening. Now, here's some cultural layers that I think are important to this story. To sit at someone's feet was to become an apprentice, a learner a disciple of someone, to learn to live your life the way they they live their life, to see and hear the way your leader sees and hears life. That's an apprentice, a disciple. In Acts 22, verse 3, we we hear about Paul. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel before he followed Jesus. That, that meant he was a learner, a disciple of, of Gamaliel. I love this quote that gives us a little insight into some of the history here. Uh, Here's a saying, let thy house be a meeting house for the sages and sit amidst the dust of their feet and drink in their words with thirst. This is what Mary was doing. And she chose the right thing in that moment to sit and listen. This story is teaching us that maybe we need to slow down and listen to Jesus' voice. Sometimes we think we're the Good Samaritan, we're doing the right thing, but we might be blowing past the voice of God and our loving is ignoring, our loving is annoying, our loving is maybe the right thing at the wrong time. When we slow down and we listen, our love can actually become bigger and stronger and it can become more healing and it can even heal our lives and our hearts when we listen to the voice of Jesus. That's what God's love does. It flows through us into a hurting world. A second layer of context. This story shows the great reversal of Jesus' teachings, like that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. When we see a woman like Mary, she's been invited to sit as a disciple with the men. This is unheard of in this day and age. Women were not normally allowed into the room where the men sat. So this is like breaking cultural norms and and Jesus is saying she's doing the right thing and I have invited her to sit and learn to be a disciple. And when you became a disciple, the expectation would be that you would become a disciple maker, that you would become a leader. So she's being elevated into a place of leadership as she's at this place of learning. And so it's this paradox is happening at the same time and this leadership with a woman who would be seen as in many Places in this in this culture as uh, property, something at the the low end of the social heap, and she is learning to be a disciple and a teacher. Before dealing with issues of boundaries and cultural divisions around religion, race, gender, all like these tension spots in our culture, this story indicates that it's really important not to rush to our conclusions and rush to doing before taking time to listen to Jesus, to sit at his feet and to maybe be more reflective, finding our perspective, our allegiance, our approach, our posture in, in his voice and in his teaching and in his way. This, inf- this will inform the, the, the burning issues of our day and those moments when we get kind of frustrated and mad, like Martha, we might need Jesus to kind of pull us aside and say, hey, Martha, 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 chill out. Let's talk about this. This also reminds me that the divisions of our lives are almost always connected to the divisions in our heart. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, I think is a, is, it allows healing for those divisions. It allows us to knock down those walls and allow Jesus to be centered in our heart or maybe re-centered in our hearts. And when Jesus is in our heart, we learn to receive love and then be love to the world. Finally, I wanna talk about one last layer of context. Luke is the guy who wrote this book. He's the biographer of this Jesus story, and he's trying to connect the original conversation, I think, I believe he's trying to connect the original conversation between Jesus and the lawyer about the great commandment. You guys remember that's the story right before Mary and Martha. I think he's trying to show us that loving your neighbor is connected to the Good Samaritan story. It's answering that question, how do I love my neighbor? And then loving God with all your being, with, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, like loving Him with everything you have, I think that question, how do we do that, is being answered by the Mary-Martha story. You see, the story of the Good Samaritan and the Mary-Martha story is teaching us how to love God and to love people. I think that is so powerful, that this layer to the story. So... Jesus teaches us to love our neighbor through the story of the Good Samaritan, decentering us, teaching us to erase the lines that we like to draw and draw circles of love around people. And then with the story of Mary and Martha, Jesus is teaching us to move from these divided hearts and distracted lives and distracted people to move to become like Mary. And the way we love God is by listening to his son, Jesus. We love God when we look and listen to Jesus. At Garden City, we have a vision to be a Jesus-centered church. Jesus said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. If we want to know what God is like, we look to Jesus. If you want to know what a life of love looks like, we look to Jesus. If we want to know what God's voice and wisdom for our life sounds like, we listen to the voice and teaching of Jesus. Some people center their lives on Church, temple, religion, politics, football, money, I mean, philosophy, on feelings, on desires, influence, acquisition, achievement, all these things can be good things, but when we put them above God, they become distractions that tear our hearts apart. And God wants to put our hearts back together. And Jesus does that when we can sit and listen to him. He is the primary healer. He is the primary lens that help us live a life of love in the world. So I want to close with a few things. When we have all these lines that we're drawing, and especially we draw a line through our own heart, and we, we, we compartmentalize Jesus over here and maybe some God stuff over here, and then we have our own thing or we've got maybe some darkness that we're hiding from. We've got all these things distracting us and pulling us away from like just being clear of heart. God drives a circle around our heart and he helps heal it. Jesus can help you move from a divided heart to a whole heart. Now what are the many things that are, you're worried about and distracted about right now? What does being with and listening to Jesus look like to you right now in your life? You know, those who spend time with Jesus are trained by Jesus. I want to encourage you with really two simple practices. Be attentive to the present. Be attentive to the present. Like, what's going on right now in the room? Being attentive to the present. Think about Mary and Martha. Martha was so worried about all these things that needed to get done. She was not present. She forgot that the, that the, the, the light of God, Jesus Christ, was in her home. And secondly... Be reflective on the past. Be reflective on the past. There's this moment that Martha misses. Jesus redeems it. He like has a conversation with, with her and says, hey, I know you're mad at your sister, but she, she's listening to me. I want you to listen to me. And they reflect on her, her past actions and thoughts. And she's able to kind of like reframe it and, and, and understand on a new spiritual level. And so I want to encourage you, be reflective of the past and be attentive to the present and reflective of the past, and attentive of the present. And in both cases, listen to the voice of Jesus. If you're angry, if you're resentful, if you're distracted, and you're missing moments because of these things, if, and there's all these things that promise us the life that we want, but they never seem to deliver, I wanna bring you back to Jesus. How could you work on being attentive to what the Spirit of Jesus is doing in your present? How could you work on being more reflective on what God has been doing through Jesus in your life Um, in these past weeks, these past months, these past years? Healing a divided heart means to allow Jesus to be at the center of it, maybe recentering our hearts on Jesus. If you need to maybe recenter or center for the first time on Him, would you pray this prayer? This is a prayer asking for God to heal your heart, Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending Jesus. Forgive me for not listening to his voice. Forgive me for my divided heart, my distracted heart. I want to give my life to you fully. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, for my brokenness, for the division in me and the division that is caused through me. I want your love to flow into my life and flow through my life into the lives of others. I give my life to you the best I know how. In Jesus' name, amen. If you took that step of faith, I'm so happy, so proud for you. Would you let us know, if at all possible, so we could be praying for you? And I want to invite you back next week because we're going to be looking at how, how a divided heart impacts divisions between people, but how Jesus, once he heals our hearts, can heal the divisions between people. Guys, I love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info@gardencitynw.com, or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.